Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke, Mobile Service Managing Editor, and across, not really across, he's beside me this week because we're in a different room, um, across the table from me is Brad Bennett, a man who refers to himself as the bad boy of tech. That had to be in there this week because this week I'm being bad. Do you still have a, a, a ghost with you though? Yeah, I do, but I really wanted to make the I'm being bad joke. Excellent. And today we're joined by John Lamont and Dean Daly, two Mobile Serve staff writers. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. It is apparently Christmas soon, but it doesn't feel like it. So I'm just, I'm confused. I don't know what time is anymore. Why doesn't it feel like it? It's because it's Christmas every day for us in the Mobile Serve office. We get to come here and it's (laughs) a joy and seasons, greetings. It's just a great place. Packages galore. Yeah, Yeah, it's incredible. I'm also here too. Hi guys. Cool. Hi Dean. Welcome. Thank you. So with the year coming to a close and the apocalypse of fall tech news more or less over, I'm sure there'll be still a few announcements coming. There's not a lot to talk about, but what we are going to talk about is our favorite phones of the year. It's 2019. It's almost over. We're moving into 2020. A lot of phones got released this year. Um, So all of us have picked out our favorite uh, smartphone or one that's at least like a close second just so we don't have... We don't have overlap in terms of what devices we selected. Um, and I know there's some passionate opinions about certain devices, certain features. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but to kick things off, Brad, what was your top phone of the year? So my top phone of the year is the Pixel 3a. Um, it's a mid-range. I'll say it. But does it matter that it's a mid-range? No. And uh, my runner-up is OnePlus 7T. Why doesn't it matter that it's a mid-range, though? Because it's a fantastic phone, and the value that it offers for the like the price point and the features that it offers is beyond anything else. That's... To be fair, Brad doesn't use a lot of good phones. Though. What are you talking about? I use all sorts of good phones all the time. Um, and before I move on, before I give this up, I just want to, as you're saying, 2020 is on the horizon. Can you think of the headlines for when Motorola releases the next Vision phone, the 2020 Vision? <laughs> That's so funny. I can see them now. It's going to be yeah. incredible. And there you thought of that. I know. I just thought of it. I thought I'd share. So you said the Pixel 3a, right? Yeah. What are, I guess, give me, give me three. Wait, do you want everyone to like announce their phones before we die? No, we're going to go one by one. What? Yeah. That's how, that's how this goes. So you're going to like save yours as like surprise. Yeah. You gotta, that's Everybody you, knows. That's there, how you there, keep there, people no to the end. Okay. We, we all know what Pat's going to Yeah, be. I was going to say, there's no real surprise. <laughs> all right. Um, I can jump into it. So it's Pixel 3a. Value. Enough said. I'll say it, and I'll be harshing that point. I'll be fighting that point tooth and nail throughout all day. Um, the camera is great. It's the Pixel Three camera, which was like hailed as the best camera for last year, arguably just as good this year. Are there any differences at all between the Three A and the Three's camera? Um, like not really. I I don't see anything different. Okay. I think it's it's super similar. I'm sure that there are like specific nuances, but like I know people with Three As. 
it's the phone I've been recommending to everyone this year. And like people love the photos that they take with it. Absolutely love it. You know, night, that great night mode, all sorts of other modes, the portrait mode. It's just a single lens that does it all. It's, it's great. An OLED screen at this price point, the price point starting at $549 for the Pixel 3a and $649 for the 3a XL. Not a lot of other phones in this price range offer OLED screens. And on, uh, on Android, OLED is king because you get that like ambient display thing that is not called ambient display. It's called something... Whatever. It's still an ambient display. Uh, always on display. Always, always on display. Um, and then, you know, you're getting fast pixel updates. You're getting the latest features when they come. Um, you're getting that squeeze to trigger Google Assistant. You're getting that, like, feature now playing where if music is playing in the room with your phone, it just tells you what song is playing, which is, like, whenever I move away from a Pixel phone, that's the feature I miss the most. It's such a tiny thing, but not having that is, like, detrimental to my life because i got to open, like, Shazam or Google Assistant and be like, what song is playing? And and I'm just an idiot. Uh, also on the Pixel Features train, you do get the call screen feature, I believe. Yes. Uh, which is my version of the must-have Pixel feature. Every time I go to a different phone, I'm like, oh, call screen. I need it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but call screen is available on select Android One devices, also in this price range. That's true. What's what's the actual price of the phone? Because I know... 549 for the 3 and 649 for the 3A XL. That is pretty damn good. And... I think they were like $150 off on Black Friday, too. I'm sure there's going to be more deal, deals for Boxing Day. Exactly. And, like and as you get into next year and, and the presumably the 4A comes out, if that ever happens, it'll drop again. Um, and then the only other kind of point for the value is if you are buying it on contract, you're easily getting it for $0, but you're on like a tab medium or something do, like that. Do so, a lot of carriers offer it on contract? I think so. I, I think, think all of them, them yeah, yeah. They all do, okay. Um, so like, you know, instead of buying like a Pixel 4 XL on contract where you're paying for the highest level tab, so your your price per month is somewhere like $120, your price per month is closer to like $80, $90. Keeps the monthly fee down. Exactly. So we must point out the fact that Bennett doesn't actually even use the Pixel 3 anymore. He's using the iPhone 11. I see it right now. Okay. But my other, my other phone that I generally use is a Pixel 3 XL. But like if I didn't work here where there was like, oh, what phone should I use today? Because we get the opportunities to play with a lot of phones. I would be buying a 3A. Oh, okay. absolutely. That's a beautiful iPhone you have there. It is. It's the yellow one. But mm. I don't want to talk about that right oh, now. Right now. <laughs> I might yeah. be talking about it later. Uh, um, I'm, I'm actually... Sorry. I, no, I no, go gonna, ahead. I'm going to support Bennett in his argument here. Thank because, you. again, like if I didn't work at Mobile Syrup and had the opportunity to play around with a lot of cool new phones, I would probably be going for the 3A because... It's just such a good value price point for what you get. Like well, that overall investment is well, you can buy it outright. You can't really buy a lot of phones outright. Nobody has like $1,200 of slush that they're like, I'm going to save this for my next phone. Yeah, I might make fun of Bennett uh, for his choice of a mid-range phone. But when people do ask me, I do I do suggest the Pixel 3a. It's a good phone. In a way, it's a revival of the, uh, the Nexus brand. Absolutely. Oh, and the Nexus sure. brand was fantastic. You know, like think of the things that the Pixel 3a is missing. Wireless charging. Who needs it? It's nice to have, but who needs it? Sure. Yeah, yeah no one needs fair, it. You know? A glass back. Who needs it? No one. You know, every, who, most people, consumers, slapping cases on those bad boys every day. Fair. Also, not using glass means the phone is more durable. Mm-hmm. And the 3A has a bigger battery life than I think any of the other, or better battery life than any of the other, like sort of the 3 and the 4 Pixel series. So it's like... It's not hard. No, it's definitely not hard to beat them, but like... Uh, my girlfriend uses a Pixel 3a and like I often talk about how good the battery life is on this iPhone 11 and like there are times where she's like 
almost neck and neck with me battery life. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this shouldn't be happening. So what was, what was your runner up? The OnePlus 7T. Um, I reviewed it in the fall. Also offers a little tiny bit of value. You know, this is, this I'd say it's pretty, it's pretty pricey. It, yeah, it's like $7.99 or something. Which is like compared to a lot of other flagships isn't horrible. No, it's cheaper in terms of the flagship realm. Um, but I just think like value wise, if you're buying that compared to a Pixel 3a for the average person, like you're not noticing the 90 hertz display. You're not you know, noticing. I think you notice the 855 plus, right? Yeah, you might notice that, but I think. Depends on what you're using though. And what you're coming from, right? So like a lot of people, you're coming from like an iPhone 6S, you know, a phone from like four years ago or an iPhone 7, four from three years ago, four years ago? I ain't come out, I don't know. You're using an older phone. It's probably slowing down. You've got it bogged down. You know, if you're using it for a few years, the battery's not holding up. You switch over to the Pixel 3a, everything feels fresh and fast, easy. I definitely say there is some value in that phone though there's for sure yeah i mean it's super fast i personally like the camera a ton and i'm talking about the oneplus 7t here um, i don't like the camera bump you know it looks like a flying saucer landed on the back of the phone but like in terms of the images that it pumps out i think they have like a really cool look to them i think they're really sharp and i have uh, it has a telephoto lens which i think is like way more important than a wide angle lens um and yeah so that's my runner-up i think that that like if you're like an android fan that might be the option to go because you're going to like really enjoy a lot of the features that are packed into it and these like weird nuances and blah, 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 blah. But if you're just a consumer looking for a good phone and you don't want to spend a lot of money for it, the Pixel 3a is the best. And arguably that makes it the best phone of the year. John, what was your selection? So I had uh, kind of two choices. Um, I went with the Samsung S10 e for my phone of the year. Um, I wanted to give an honorable mention to the Motorola Razr, though. Uh, they did announce it this year, but they didn't really launch it, uh, unless you're in the U.S. Uh, I, I believe you can get it as of December 26th. But it's coming here, right? It We've is coming to Canada. Um, TELUS has sign-ups for pre-order details, not the actual pre-order, but you can sign up to get emails about when the pre-order goes live, which is good. Um, but it's a really cool device. So I wanted to give that an honorable mention, but the Samsung S10e is my device of the year, and for a lot of similar reasons to what Bennett said for the OnePlus 7T. Uh, the biggest thing for the SNE for me was that it gives you everything that you would want out of a Samsung flagship like the S10 or the S10 Plus, but without some of the extra gimmicky features that really kind of jump the price up. I'm talking like um, the curved display. I personally am not a fan of curved displays. It's one of my biggest issues with Samsung phones is the curved displays and the fault, the, the false touches that Yeah, that exactly. Causes. So the, the S10e does not have a curved display, which is great. And I find that that kind of brings the price up a little bit. Um, it doesn't have the in-display fingerprint scanner, which as cool as that is, Samsung has had some issues with the fingerprint scanner in the S10 series, but the S10e has a side-mounted one that works really well. Um, and of course, that awesome OLED technology that Samsung has with the hole-punch display just looks fantastic. And the size is like perfect. So The screen's really nice. Like... I know it's their sort of their their entry level, not entry level. Their, I guess you could call it the entry level flagship. Exactly. Because I know they have their A series and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I always viewed the E as like Samsung's iPhone 11. It has all the features that people care about and removes some of the higher end stuff that maybe only like really passionate Samsung phone users want in their devices. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd I'd describe it. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's got the Snapdragon 855. Honestly, my biggest complaint would be battery life. 
but that com- complaint can be made about almost every major Android phone that came out this year. What's the battery life come in at? Um, Wait, for, do you get a day out of it? Not really, okay. but I don't get a day out of any phone that I use. Um, so that's probably more a me thing than anything. But uh, yeah, it is a bit of a smaller battery. Still better than the Pixel 4, though, which is not hard. Um, but what do you think? Like, do you think for like $1,000 that phone is worth that? Or if it's so, worth not jumping up the extra, like, what, $100, $150, to the S10 mainline? Yeah, t- totally. I think I think that's definitely the case, especially because um, when it comes to getting it on contract, which a lot of people do, you can typically get better deals on the S10e, especially right now with Boxing Day sales and stuff like that. Isn't Rogers offering it? If you get an S10, you get an S10e for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like, they are. Really? Yeah. 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 There's, there's all kinds of deals with the S10e, so there's a lot of like really good value. Did we write about that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe we didn't. What? I don't know. I didn't. No, <laughs> you guys did? I, I thought you did, Dean. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, boy. I know what someone's doing as soon as this podcast is over. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, maybe during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can so type you're typing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I think um, on Samsung's website right now, the S10e is actually about $860. Uh, it is on sale. On sale. Yeah. Um, which just makes it an even better value. It's a little bit more than what you'd pay for the 7T Pro, or sorry, just the 7T. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it does come with some of those extra flagship features that just make it a really good value buy. It did rank really highly in the blind camera test that MKBHD did. Yeah. Which is says something, I think. Runner up, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. runner up. Um, but like it kind of lost for like a weird reason. It, well, it's close to the same camera experience as what the S10 and the S10 Plus offer. And, and the, the Note 10, 10 Plus, the, which yeah, is what, 10. yeah, the Note 10 Plus 1, the camera thing. Uh, what I thought was really interesting about that camera blind camera test was that the S10e beat out the Pixel 4, mm-hmm. um, which arguably has a much better camera experience than the S10 line. I think some of that comes down to people think that a better photo is a brighter photo a lot of the time. Absolutely. Like when you go through that, I know that the MKBHD video we're talk- here you're referring to, um, a lot of the, the phones that won in the test um, take tend to take brighter photos, and I think that's why Samsung made it to the end. And There's like this common, and I'm not saying that people are wrong about it, but there's like this common thing where the average person who maybe doesn't know a ton about photography thinks that the brighter an image is, the better it is. Whereas like there's other things that come into play, like contrast, shadows. Until you're black and then it's not fun when your pictures are very bright. And that's something that Samsung phones do, right? We even saw that like yeah. in MKBHD's video, like it was lightning his skin in the selfie shots. That he's yeah, taking. not a fan. Um, one thing I was going to say is like One UI. How do you feel about that? Um, I actually really, really like One UI. I avoided Samsung for a long time, specifically because of their skin. I did not like TouchWiz. It was really gross, uh, (laughs) in my opinion. And, you know, if I was buying a phone, one of the things that I would consider are software updates. Um, Mm. So... You know, back when I didn't that in my back pocket for more arguing later. Yeah. When when (laughs) I didn't work at Mobile Syrup and, you know, I was getting my phone every year or every couple of years on contract and stuff like that, I would typically go for a Pixel phone or a Nexus phone over a Samsung because I knew I would be able to rely on getting software updates for it. Yeah. um, Because I'd be using that phone for a longer time. Right. Mm hmm. It's not as big a deal for me now because I get to try out so many phones. So it's kind of like I don't have to worry about software updates that much. Um, if that makes sense, but it's like, yeah, one UI overall is really, really good. I think it's the best Samsung skin that Samsung has ever made. Um, it's not significantly 
Like it looks really different from Android 10, but it still operates very similarly in a lot of ways to stock Android on the Pixel, um, especially with the new Android 10 update where they've added gestures um, and, and you know, the notification settings and stuff like that. And it's basically just a different look, um, which some people might like, some people don't. I think it's really cool. Did you ever run her up? Yes, my runner-up was the Pixel 4, um, but I'm not really going to talk a lot about that because we have it. Like the Pixel 4 has some good stuff. It's a Pixel, but it has a lot of negatives as well, mainly being battery life. Um, I've had some software update issues so far, but that might just be limited to us here at Mobile Syrup. We haven't got a software update yet. It's been months. I, I, I firmly believe that has something to do with like the IMEI number. And these being review units that were sent to us by Google and those updates just arriving later. Yeah, it, like it's it's 100% something to do with that. But it still kind of soured the experience for me a little bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, like the Pixel 4 is fine. It's not the device that I would recommend. You'd think Google would want us to get the updates first, not last. You would yeah. think. You would that, think that, that would be the logical way of approaching uh, that. Checking right now. I was going to say. You're checking it. for the update now? Yeah. I was yeah. going to say something. I don't remember what it was. No, now. nothing. I don't know. I lost it. All right. All right, Dean. Uh, my number one pick is very related to John's because I picked the S10 Plus. Um, I love bigger phones over smaller phones. Uh, I didn't pay for it, so I didn't have to worry about the price of it. Uh, but that's not an argument you can make for a phone you're recommending to people as the best phone of the year. And I'd also like to take a quick break to thank you, our sponsor, Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, when I used to when I used to buy phones, I, I you get them on contract. You find ways to buy more expensive phones. No, I feel you, you. People have everyone has an iPhone. No one buys phones outright. Exactly, everyone has an iPhone. Um, and you know they didn't buy it outright, right? So yeah. I perfectly thought it, it was fine. To, I it, I think it's fine to recommend the S10 Plus. And I recommend it over the S10e because it's just bigger. I personally like the in-display fingerprint sensor. I do know there was issues with it. I, I happen to have not been using the phone when that came out. So, so I, was, this, I, I did a review of the S10 Plus. The first one that I got had software issues mm-hmm. with the in-display fingerprint No, but sensor. it worked for me. It didn't work for you. Remember yeah. we tried it but out? We, we spent a long time. Like it wasn't people on the internet were yeah. like, man, you're using it wrong or something. No, like it yeah. literally didn't work for me. It was very strange. And then uh, Samsung sent me another one and it was fine. Yeah. And it's been and fine. It's great. I, I love the phone. It uh, wirelessly charges. It's fast. It has, I prefer it over the Note 10 Plus. I've been using that a lot lately because it's, rounded corners i really don't really like how rectangular the, I, I have something to say about that later yeah, the rectangular the note 10 plus is and the uh s10 plus has a time of flight selfie camera like a depth one um and i love taking selfies that's all i'm about in my life i can tell from your instagram feed uh, yeah uh so yeah that's why it was my number one for sure uh i did have a runner-up as well and um, I had picked the Asus Zenfone 6. I really like that phone as well. It has a like no notches, no cutouts. It's great. It has a flip-up camera. No other phone in Canada has that, which I thought was pretty cool. Did unique. the flip-up camera work? Like, was it reliable? Oh, yeah. It worked all the time. It was too reliable. In fact, uh, when you have it, you can have it so that the flip-up camera um, takes... Like does you can face unlock with it. Okay. Uh, so then it would try to do a face unlock in my pocket. 
Mm. Which so you kind of like trying to fight in it. You're like, okay, fine. I'll just take off based on lock. Who really needs it? Um, Were you ever concerned, like, say you have, say, say you're taking a Dean selfie. Yeah. You're out on the streets of Toronto. For sure. It's late at night. You're taking a selfie. Ooh. And Dean the, after dark. <laughs> and the phone slips out of your hand. Was there ever any concern that the camera would like? No, because the Zenfone 6, kind of like the OnePlus 7 Pro, but it will retract the camera when it's fallen. And it actually does it faster than it it really wants to. So it can tell when it's fallen and when it does it, you can hear that the the camera is retracting faster than it would normally if you're just, when you're just using it. Um, Does it do that through like an accelerometer or some other sort of sensor? I don't know. That's a good question. Interesting. They can hear your gasp. <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, no! It can, it can sense the pain in in your eyes yeah. as it's falling. And I preferred it over the. Uh, and I, my my favorite thing about it was the fact that it had no notches or anything like that. And I yeah. preferred it over the OnePlus phone that has uh, a pop up camera, just because um, Zen UI is just such a great user interface. It's so slim. It's so minimal. It's so minimal. Um, you think it's, it's more minimal than OnePlus's version? Yeah. I I don't really like Oxygen OS in comparison to that one. Maybe I need to spend more time with OnePlus's phones. I haven't actually yeah. used them for very long this year. Um, but in my previous experiences, I definitely prefer ZenUI's take on it. It's just very slim. Um, I haven't used ZenUI a lot, but I have used Oxygen OS Primarily on the 6T, I don't know how much it's changed with the 7 series. It's not a lot. Um, I don't like what OnePlus has done with Oxygen yeah. OS. I, re- I had the OnePlus One, and I really liked it. And now I'm just like, okay, Oxygen is not even close to what it used to be. And in, in my opinion, it's a lot worse. What it, is it specifically you don't like about it? It just feels wrong and janky. Like, is it too far away from stock Android? It's, there- it's, it's close enough to stock Android that... Like you can't complain about it not being stock Android, but it's it just feels wrong. Like that's okay. the only way I can describe it. It okay. feels like I'm using a Pixel device, but like a, a discount version, right? Like Zen UI uh, feels a lot more Pixel to me than anything else I've used this year. Interesting. Um, and just so we're all in agreement here, we're 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 sort of using Pixel as the baseline. Yeah, it's okay. Good. I'll keep that in my back pocket too. Pure Android, <laughs> pure Android experience, right? Um, but. For me personally, like I also really love One UI, um, like John, I think it's great. And what I what I like about these different user interfaces compared to pure Android is that they kind of offer 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 more different special like little things. So I'm like, oh, I like that's really cool. Do you also love Bixby? Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I love that it starts with the letter B. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Pat actually called me really off guard with that question. I completely forgot what Bixby was. And in that well, second, I was just like, think process. Like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Um, no, hey, Bixby. Never uh, used it. Yeah. Has anyone here ever truly used Bixby I, to accomplish a task? I have. When I was trying to, uh, when I first got my get my hands on like the S10e, I think I, had, I think I had that first before the S10 Plus. Yeah. 
Um, I was definitely trying to give Bixby a go, and it's not horrible. When it wakes you up in the morning, it does like a gentle alarm. It's it kind of if the Bixby's talking to you. It's but so nice. My thing's always like, why would you ever use Bixby over Google Assistant? No, you There's wouldn't. Like very little reason. You to wouldn't. Do so. You would never do that. Yeah, um, my only real experience with Bixby was I stumbled into the settings and discovered that there was an option in the One UI settings to remap the Bixby button. <laughs> and I tried to remap it, and it couldn't even do that properly. Um, <laughs> great so device. I just disabled Bixby entirely. So back to the Zenfone 6, one of my questions about that device is... Like, it's not one that's widely available at carriers, right? Like, where if I'm no. a Canadian, where can I buy that phone? So that's the le- that's probably the worst thing about That is the worst thing about the, um, the Zenfone 6 is it's just so limited. You can only get it off Amazon. And uh, it's like 900 bucks. It's 799 for the um, 64 gigabyte of storage version. So it's kind of like the 7T, except for you get a lot more storage with the 7T. Although the Zenfone has expandable storage, I'm pretty sure. If it's I, not just, it. I just wanted to jump in here, sorry, and say that the S10e for pretty much the same price starts at 128 gigs of storage. So mm. Just going to throw that out there. Is there expandable storage in the S10e? Samsung's usually good. Yeah, for yeah it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does your camera flip up, though? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think so. Can your camera does not. take aliens back into space? Yeah. Uh, he's what? talking about the, <laughs> the OnePlus. On yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and and uh, the Zenfone Six has a uh, Google Assistant button, which is always very useful. Much Although, better than the Bixby button. I don't know. I've been using the Nokia seven point two seven point two. Yeah, uh, it has a, it's an Android one phone, so it has a Google button, and like I find I've been triggering it more than other phones I've been using with Google buttons before, even in my pocket all the time. Oh. Like literally today, I like walked outside and there's like snow everywhere, and I was like, Jesus! I've never had that happen and before. My phone was like, here are some pictures of Jesus. I'm like, oh, thanks, great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that got triggered. That's jokes. Um, and my my honorable, honorable mention, I have, oh, I have two. I have, yeah, it's very honorable because it doesn't exist, is um, the HTC U13. It does not exist. It's not a real phone. It's just a phone in my heart. I imagined it, and I, I just love it if it was real. Wow. I, I'm speechless. I have... I, it's, it's not even a real phone. I'm an <laughs> HTC fanboy still in my heart. I don't really say it very often. You but can't. They have nothing to fan. Yeah, there's nothing to fan. No, they, no, they, no, they don't even exist. They, they did a release a phone in 2019. But, it was uh, a mid-range. It didn't come to Canada. No, it was the yeah. Exodus. Oh, the yes. Blockchain phone, the blockchain phone. Oh, the blockchain which is phone. basically just a reskinned U12 <laughs> that says Exodus on it and has blockchain. I forgot about that. Are yeah. you gonna buy an HTC Vive mm. Pro now? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, a, a VR thing. No, VR is the future. <laughs> VR is the future of phones. Yeah. All right. So moving on from me. Sure. Um, so surprise, surprise. My favorite phone of the year is the iPhone 11. Similar to last year, when my favorite phone was the iPhone 10R. I use the 11 Pro Max as my daily driver. That's Apple's highest end, largest phone because I like larger phones. Um, but I'm sort of taking myself out of the equation a little bit here and trying to think of like what the best iPhone would be for the average person. And for me, that's hundred percent the iPhone 11. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I know we had a little conversation about this before it features, I guess the functionality that I think the average iPhone user is going to care the most about. Um, so Steph, for example, like it has a wide, wide angle camera and an ultra wide angle shooter, but it doesn't have two times zoom, which is a pro and a pro max exclusive Mm -hmm. feature. 
And I always feel like someone's going to use the ultra wide angle camera more than two times zoom because they want to get their whole family in a photo. Everyone's shaking their head at me here. Yeah. Just step back. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> on my, on like, I really enjoy two times zoom, but I think for, in terms of the average user, um, we should do that as a poll. What, oh, what yeah, that's tele- a good yeah, versus wide angle lens. This have we not a, done that? I don't think so. Dean's the poll no, master. No, I have not. I think that would be fun. That would That'd be, be like interesting data that we could use. It would be yeah. Cool. We could send it to Apple and be like, see, this is what we've been telling you. No, no their phone has, their, their flagship has both though, like yeah. they're a pro. So, but I this mean, one doesn't? I mean, no, yeah, the, the, the iPhone, iPhone 11 does not. Yeah, no. but I mean like, does it, they're pro has. I could barely even take a picture of you from where I'm sitting, Dean, with this phone. Uh, <laughs> you can't reach, reach across the table. Yeah. So the, uh, the phone also, uh, it's not perfect. Like it has an LCD display instead of OLED, which is difficult to excuse at this point, given every single Android phone we've talked about today has an OLED does display. Not. Doesn't? Has LCD? No, I don't like it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it does not. That's shocking. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind the screen quality of the LCD display on the iPhone 11. No, I was, was going to say that it still looks really good. I wish... The bezels were a little smaller, and I yeah. believe that they are on the OLED models. They are, yeah, slightly smaller. Yeah, well, on on the note of the LCD, like I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the LCD, especially because Apple makes or puts really really high quality LCDs into their phones. They look great. My concern is more the resolution. I think that the iPhone 11 has a very lo- uh, it has a low resolution, and that, in my opinion, is much more inexcusable than the fact that it's an LCD. I think next year they're going to go full LED across across the board would be would be my expectations because like even the mental gymnastics that Apple does to justify these things that they do in terms of like cost saving measures there's like I don't know how they could possibly do it again for another year like they're gonna have to go full LED I think that said the iPhone 11 coming in at slightly under a grand is for like an a, iPhone that's is a nice that's move. a good yeah. price like that's a crazy amount of money but there's a lot of people particularly in Canada that they're locked into Apple's world, right? Like they're not oh, interested sure. in using an Android device. They're iPhone users only. Um, and for those people, I think that this phone is the best. And, uh, and honestly, like for colors. even like Android people, some of them just need to get over it. I, uh, oh. yeah, don't hate me, people. Get over yourselves, but, Android people. Um, I, fighting words. It is, they yeah. are fighting words. I used the iPhone 11 uh, for a week. It was the first time I've ever used an iPhone in my life. And I've got to say, it's it's such a good phone. I don't see I don't see why people hate on it. It for sure doesn't offer some of the things that Androids have, but I mean, like, it did my every everyday tasks were easier. I think on it, it's and pretty. It's really it's one of my favorite things about the eleven is the colors. Like Bennett's over here taunting me with the beautiful yellow iPhone eleven that I wish I had. Yeah. The green one is my favorite. I think green uh, one's nice. I love that yellow one though. Like the yellow one's man, nice. It's so nice. Yeah, the the colors are top notch. Yeah, they kill it on colors. I don't know. Uh, can we take like a sidebar for a second? Yeah. Can I sidebars? Yo, top of your head, favorite phone color-wise of the year. I'm going to start. I'm going to choose Note 10 Plus. Oh, yeah, same. Ooh, that's a tough one. The midnight green uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max is my That is a color. cool color, actually. It, it is. is. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like Very that. unique. Um, to give to give Apple credit, like I know, I was just talking about how much I like the iPhone 11 colors. I was glad that they finally introduced something different with the, the Pro and the Pro Max. Because for the last couple of years, the colors have been pretty pedestrian and not that interesting. The the green, the midnight green iPhone 11 Pro Max looks sick. Like, yeah, it's, it's such a nice looking phone. It is cool. I'm uh, like luxury cars. I've got uh, like two submissions for our phone colors. The first being the Amber uh, Sunrise really? P30. No, that one's that actually cool. That is a really nice color. nice color. 
Uh, and the other one being the orange pixel uh, for or 4XL. I think it looks Ooh. great. The, the matte glass. That's a good feels one. Amazing. The Halloween one? Really? I disagree yeah. with that one. I'm not a fan, I, I'm not it, a fan either. Oh, it's so you. spoopy. I love it. I, I love it. I've been using the white pixel and I, I rather that one. And uh, the Amber Sunrise P30, I think it's a hot take because I think the, I think I don't even remember what it's called, like their Aurora color or something. Oh, those were cool too. I yeah. think that one's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of ones. The Amber Sunrise though was awesome. And like when we had it in the office, I was like holding it and the 17, I was like, I'm fire and ice. And I like, I felt like a king. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. A song of fire and ice. Yeah. 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 Incredible. All right. But, back to Pat. iPhone 11. Why do you love it? I think that's pretty much a wrap on it. I mean, like it is a phone that has issues and shortcomings, but I guess to summarize, like I feel that all of the issues that it has are things that the average iPhone user doesn't care about. The battery life is fantastic. Battery life's great. It looks really cool. Sure, the bezels are a little big, but if you're coming from like an older iPhone, this is a significant step up for a lot of people. And they're mm-hmm. smaller than the pixels, I think. So the um not the side ones. Yeah, the sides oh, are much the thickest. The side button, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I came from a Pixel three XL when I was to this, and the side bezel seemed the chin thicker. and the forehead are obviously smaller. Mm-hmm. And it's nice; it's like uniform all the way around, which yeah. a lot of phones don't do. I think that that's like something that should be said. But that said, like I, I would not be happy with an iPhone 11. I, I would need the Pro Max because I love the two times zoom and that matte, that matte rear on the Pro Max. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so nice. Is, I just, when I was taking favorite. pictures of it earlier this week, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so pretty. It's a nice looking phone. Yeah, it is. Um, do you have a runner-up or a honorable mention? I do. I, I don't know if I would necessarily say that this is a runner-up for the best phone of the year, but it was really exciting to finally get to touch it and see it in action. Um, so that would be the Galaxy Fold. The first time mm. that that phone came out, you were you were with me I too, was, and yeah, the, it, like the first time we held it, it was like it was really cool. It was kind of like this. It felt like a pivotal moment in the tech industry where we've heard so much about foldable phones and the technology behind them. And I had been writing about foldable devices for like close to a decade at that point that they were coming. So to actually hold one in my hand and try one, um, and it worked. Yeah, like, it worked. It was cool. I had it for a week before they took it away from me, um, but it. It was extremely cool. It worked. It was awkward as hell. Super expensive. Very chunky. The the like glossy, um, I guess metallic look to it was not something that appealed to me because it was a dust and fingerprint and grease magnet made the phone look horrible. The screen had like that plastic coating over it that also attracted dust. It was super hard to take pictures of and whatever. But just the fact that the Galaxy Fold was out and existed and it was something that we could... Um, actually play around with a foldable phone for the first time, particularly in Canada was, was incredibly, incredibly cool. And I'm glad that Samsung did kind of do an about face on that and did opt to bring it to, uh, the Canadian, Canadian market. It just launched at the beginning of December after like a couple months ago, they said that it wasn't coming here anymore. And it's sold out already. Yeah. Like I can't I, imagine they brought me. I, I half wonder if that's just like marketing from Samsung where they're saying like, I don't know, man. It sold out, but they only had 40 phones or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that's you know possible. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. We, sure, it sold out, but, like, what did you have? For 10,000 sure. phones for all of Canada or, like, 10,000 is probably a lot. Like, 2,000 phones for the entire country, something like that. Yeah, you know selling I mean? them in, like, four stores. Like, they, the availability wasn't yeah. there. It's only available at Samsung Experience stores. So. There's, like, eight of them, I think. I don't think all eight were selling it, though, were they? I don't know. Either way. They were, yeah. No, they were, all, they were all selling okay. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's my my runner up. Do we have anything else that we wanna we wanna add to close out the show regarding our favorite phones? The Pixel Wait. Four XL is not as bad as John's Pixel Four. He keeps 
talking about he keeps talking about how like he's like it's a good phone but there's all these issues and i'm like the 4xl isn't that bad battery life is real bad yeah the the 4xl does have better battery life than the pixel 4 it's still not great it it will last me almost a whole day dude that sucks in 2019 (laughs) I i was using the iphone 11 the day of our christmas party i did not charge it until like like it lasted me two, two straight days, days. Yeah. it lasted me until midnight on the second even day. the 11 pro max like if i forget to charge it i can make it well into the afternoon oh, the following day. yeah the zenfone 6 has a 5000 million battery yeah. so it lasts a long time too but i mean like google's trying no right. they're not they didn't try at all <laughs> they i think they have a smaller battery than last year yeah it did have a smaller battery yeah, than like last that's not year. the xls is bigger my my <laughs> scathing review of of the pixel 4xl is that my iphone 10s from last year outlasts the 4xl from this year oh yeah the it, does, it does outlast the 4xl from last year like, it, so it might yeah here's a question for everybody just before we close out is the consensus that the pixel 4 was a misstep for google yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's a phone none of us want to recommend to anyone. I would, I would classify it more as like a Pixel 3.5 because like I don't feel like it does enough different from the Pixel 3 to justify the, the new generation, but also it does do some good stuff, right? Like there are features on the Pixel phone that keep me coming back. Call screen, that now playing feature that shows you what music there is There is some happening. cool stuff, you're right. But you can get the that assistant, on the 3 or 3A. Not the new assistant. The new assistant, no. Um, that's true. But yeah, that, that's my point. Is There's a lot of really awesome Pixel features that I'm like, these are fantastic that I need and like I feel like I need in my, my daily life that keep me coming back to Pixel. But most of those features are available on the older models. And there's not enough that the Pixel 4 does different to justify going for it if you currently have a Pixel 3. Even the 3s are like on sale for like 700 bucks or something, like 3 XLs, which is like a great price for that phone. I have a friend who recently bought a 3. Yeah, exactly. I'd I'd say the Pixel 4 XL is still one of the best phones in Canada at the moment. I just... You're a Pixel apologist. Yeah. Well, out and of, the Samsung I, show. Say if I pick 10 of them. I think it makes the top 10. And an HTC fan. Yeah. It has to make the top 10. Like, yeah, I think it makes the top 10. I just don't... And it's specifically the XL. Top is such a huge list. Yeah. It's like I one know. phone from every manufacturer. <laughs> What's it like number 10 in the top 10? Yeah. I, I didn't... I, the 3A is above it. We're like, going to be launching a top smartphones in Canada very soon. And I thought you didn't put that phone on it. I put the XL specifically on it. You did. Not, I, not I remember editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't cut that out. <laughs> I did. He re-added it. He <sighs> pressed. He pressed undo. That's right. untrue. <laughs> to, to clarify, as much as I am being negative about the Pixel, the Pixel Four is still my daily driver at the moment, and it's the phone that I use pretty much all the time. Which is maybe part of the reason why I, I'm so critical of it because I feel the frustrations on like a daily basis but mm. i have about 10 phones underneath my desk at work and i st- and i can use any of them but i still use the pixel a lot i think that's the case for uh, a lot of uh tech media They're, despite all the complaints and the issues people are still using the pixel for not me <laughs> not you. okay so i think that's a good place to wrap it up let's get to shout outs brad what is your shout out uh, I guess we kind of previewed my shout out before, but it's colorful phones. I think maybe I did this last year. I, I shout out colorful phones every six months, but I love them. You know, stop making phones in black and white and gold and rose gold. Like throw a color on there. You know, OnePlus had like a yellow one that prototype leaked the other day. Like awesome. Like 
colorful phones I think are fun and and I'm just Isn't tired the, of black the gold slabs. One, the gold one plus. Yeah, yeah. That I thought that cool looked really device. cool. It was like this iPhone color of yellow, but maybe a little shinier. And I thought that was really nice. And you know, the Note 10 I love. I love taking pictures of it. I love looking at it. I just think, um, you know, a phone it's something so small and so like it just kind of blends into anything. I think a color is nice, even if it's something similar, simple like a blue or green you know you, a dark green you know you do what you want but find something that you love and don't get something plain you know do it for me do it for mobile syrup and go out there and get a colorful phone in 2020 fair uh john what is your shout out uh my shout out is going to be to the lenovo smart clock courtesy of brad bennett um i just started using one this week because brad had one and he wasn't using it and it's fantastic easily one of my favorite google home smart devices smart speaker things it's basically a, a google home mini with a clock face um, so it's not like, it doesn't sound super special, but I love it. It's just so good. What's different? Um, I guess you just answered that question. It Never is mind. a tap to snooze function on the top. Yeah. That, that is honestly what does it for me. Cause yeah. I, I've been using Google home as my alarm for a little while, but being able to just, you know, kind of okay, stick my hand out from the covers and smack the Lenovo smart clock and snooze the alarm is a game changer. Cause it looks exactly like a nest hub to me. Kind of. Yeah. But a little like tiny, 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 tinier. like okay. a foreign screen. Cool. Um, fair, fair. Just to pile on it real quick, the Echo Show 5 has a lot of the same features, and it's the Alexa device. Like, I have an Alexa home, and John has a Google one, but the Echo Show 5 with that tap to snooze and beside my bed, I use it more than any other Alexa in my house. And it's weird how that worked out, but, like, these, like, bedside table smart devices end up being, like, super useful. Why would you tap to snooze when you can just say stop? Because um, stop doesn't snooze, it, yeah. it stops the alarm. Oh, yeah. If you want to snooze it, you have to say, hey, Google, snooze. Correct. I think you get like yeah. a nine-minute buffer. Like I snooze like I'm a big proponent of the snooze. Like I'm team snooze. No, I never snooze. Actually, I, Is I, that I, why, why you're late? I'm like like three to five minutes late when I'm late. <laughs> I set my alarm and in yes, anticipation of the snooze. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, Dean, what's your shout-out? So I have two, and I didn't write two, but I have two. My first shout-out is to Asus for trying to do something new with the slip-up camera. I think it's really cool that they were pretty out there. The Zenfone 5Z, their flagship last year, is pretty different compared to their Zenfone 6, and I like that they're doing that compared to a lot of other companies who are not really making huge steps um, these days. And my fake... Uh, shout out is to HTC for doing nothing this year, and I'm hoping you hear this, and maybe you'll do something better next year. They released the Vive Pro. Nothing. And the Exodus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Theoretically, HTC released the Pixel 4 because Google poached the whole smartphone team. So <laughs> that is true. That, and the 3A. There, there's your U13. Yeah, and the 3A. They did that too. So uh, my shout out is to Amazon. Um, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I've been moving and i haven't had time to do any christmas shopping and if it wasn't for amazon which is an evil horrible company <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to get my christmas shopping done this year i have not left my house to go to a store to buy gifts for anyone i've done it all exclusively on amazon which has brought me uh, great joy it has sparked joy in my life i saw a tweet i think it was casey newton from the verge and he was like buy me something without prime shipping to show me it matters or to show me it's real <laughs> that's exactly. so true yeah i know yeah. and i was like thinking back and i was like i think everything i bought for alex for christmas was prime i don't know every <laughs> single thing i've bought this year for everybody has been been prime and it's like saved my life because i have i'm still moving i have no time to go shopping so it's been great so thanks for listening to the Servcast. Be sure to drop us a review on itunes or reach out to us on twitter if there's a specific topic you want us to cover on the show 
You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore Rourke and of course on mobilesyrup.com. Brad, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere, including now Google Stadia at the Brad Fad. <laughs> people are gonna like add you as, as their friends on Google. Do Stadia. it. I have no Stadia friends. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna add you. Do it. And uh, I'll, I only have one game on Stadia. Um, Tomb Raider is free yeah, now too. That's what I have. So. Is Tomb Raider. That's don't it. you have Destiny? That it was I'm free. A, as well. I don't count Destiny as a game. It's just a lifestyle. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's more like a lifestyle now. <laughs> it's a job. Destiny is Destiny Two is a part time job. Uh, John. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at John underscore Lamont. And that's John with no H. Very specific. You can find me. Oh, was, were you supposed to introduce me? No, no we no, weren't sure. even going to do you. It's the end. Uh, uh, see you next week. My bad. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Dean. Not the DNCW? Not the DNCW anymore. I lost a bet. Not lost a bet. You lost but, a bet on this podcast like uh, five, six months ago. Bet? We bet him that if he got like a certain amount of Twitter followers, he would oh, have, to have to change it from yeah. at DNCW, which are his initials or something, to I the Daily Dean. just thought he was a big fan of the CW. No, they are my initials. No, just now to it's, clarify. Cool. Now it's like he's a big fan of uh, Jeopardy. Doodum, Daily Dean. And as always, you can find all of our content on mobilesyrup.com and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at mobilesyrup. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.